welcome to another episode of Dating or At Least Trying. My name is Alex, and today I am joined by the wonderful... Jake Henry. (laughs) (laughs) And those who are loyal podcast listeners know Jake has been on two episodes now. Unfortunately, (laughs) I've been on two episodes now. (laughs) The first one? What did we even talk about for the first one? Now I don't even remember. That was like the first cheating boyfriend. The first uh, boyfriend who was a chronic cheater. (laughs) <laughs> yes yes and that one I think that was our my third episode ever or fourth episode ever so go back and listen to that um and then recently you were on I think maybe like four episodes back and you talked about um kind of going through another breakup and kind of getting through that in your own way yes yes honestly the growth yeah no we love a good growth and we love a good uh we love a good ending because yes. you know, yeah, ending a perfect positive ending doesn't mean you're like with someone, but that you actually grew as a person. And I felt like I got a lot of that. I think so. And I, I think it's just funny to think like two years ago when this podcast began and we were recording like on your bed, like trying not to laugh, like <laughs> face away from each other. Honestly, just like the way love lives have changed and just the world has changed. Like I feel like my outlook on dating is so different than it was two years ago. Yeah, so much. I was just talking to a friend about how like, when I was dating Elisa's second guy, I thought he checked so many boxes. And when I look back at those boxes, I have completely different criteria and requirements mm-hmm. that I even am looking for in a partner. And it's because I've changed so much and I've had like different experiences. So yeah, no, it's like, it's amazing. Just to kind of like really? look back and reflect. Since we last spoke to you, which was over the summer, what do you, have you like, how's your dating life been in the past, I don't know, six months or whatever? Yeah, yeah. So my dating life has been non-existent um, <laughs> in a good way, <laughs> in a good way, um, only because, okay, well, it isn't necessary. Okay, it is by choice in part. Um, <laughs> so last time we talked, you know, I was talking about you know, how I was engaged and I broke up with my fiance and I was coming back and I was healing. So of course, what I really learned is that healing is not linear. And so mm-hmm. sometimes that those feelings just come back and not necessarily feelings of maybe wanting to even get back with the other person, but just being over the situation, like what happened. And so that was something I didn't really deal with. I thought I dealt with, you know, I don't want to be back with him. I know I deserve better, but I think something we don't talk about sometimes when dating is like, sometimes you're just not over the situation happening and like what it caused and like how it changed you. So for me, I was like, you know, I want to be the best partner possible to the next person who comes in my life. So I was like, let me take a little bit extra time. It's not going to like kill anyone. So that mm-hmm. way I can like really deal with what happened and then fully let it go. So that's what mm-hmm. I've been doing. Have you been on the apps? How's that kind of going? Yeah, yeah. so I, st- I um, downloaded the apps and then I like after a week, I like deleted them all. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure in so many different ways because it's so intentional it's like you're talking to like even if it's not to seriously date it's like we know we're here and in this space for like a romantic connection for me I was like okay because I'm still kind of working on myself I think if I end up dating someone it would have to be kind of kind of organic and because of COVID you know we're not Mm -hmm. doing situations where um, something like that happens so that's kind of been part of the not dating anyone but I have been really really happy because all of that energy that like I could have been giving to like someone else I'm like giving it to myself like I started working out more 
and I started just like sleeping <laughs> and actually eating right. <laughs> and just, like, that kind of love and self care that I would have been giving others to someone else, I gave it to myself. And now I'm like even happier and like we'll be ready, I think, whenever uh whenever that person comes along. Which is so good. And I'm I'm so happy for the growth that you're going through and everything. I mean, you're absolutely thriving, which is awesome to see. Yes, especially after, you know, after a storm. So totally. we're 2021 strong. Okay, one thing I want to ask, and I know you're not focusing on dating necessarily at the moment, but I was talking about this with another friend who um, was in a long relationship, like ever since she was 18, and it recently ended. And she was like, kind of like going back on the market. And I was like, well, that's interesting because she was like maybe like thinking about or talking about this guy that has no relationship experience. And Mm. I was like, oh, like, do you think you could do that with someone who hasn't like gone through the same kind of dating journey as you have? Do you feel like you could date someone who doesn't have kind of similar past experiences? Do you think you could date someone who doesn't have any past experiences? Like, how would you kind of gauge that? You know, that's actually really interesting because, um, I think when I was just like, I sometimes have self interventions with myself <laughs> when I just like talk about things. <laughs> and sometimes we talk about dating with myself, um, all of my, all of me. So, <laughs> um, so no, I was thinking about that in the sense of just like, you know, I talked a little bit about like how I'm someone who's completely different from when I first dated and how my criteria mm-hmm. is so different. And the only, difference is that I gain more dating experience and so like at one hand I can see like someone who doesn't have dating experience you know they're not maybe possibly jaded by bad experiences or holding um someone to like standards of like their past relationships but then like I think the obvious cons are like they don't have that experience because they haven't like tried different like they haven't tried different just even even if those experiences are good they just haven't had other dating experiences so like I feel like that would always be a looming question in the back of their head and like as you're trying to like do a long-term relationship I feel like there might be just some underlying resentment always from the other person who hasn't been able to really explore other people or just other things no totally I think that makes sense and I I think about that with my boyfriend and it's like we both had very short relationships like three-month relationships before dating each other um I mean in our past not like recently before each other but so it's Mm -hmm. like we both kind of learned oh what it means to be in a relationship together and I feel like that'd be so difficult to like have to either like I don't know learn from someone who like doesn't or has or whatever who's already super experienced and kind of knows what they want and then like someone who probably isn't a bad partner they just don't Mm -hmm. have all of the experience yet so no I feel like that can be super it could work you know obviously depends on like how two people really care about each other and how Mm -hmm. much they want to make it work. But I feel like it could be really difficult. I don't want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm so excited to have you on this episode for so many reasons. I mean, you're, I consider you one of my really good friends and we always have so much fun together, but also like you're doing amazing work in your career. And I feel like you're someone who's very politically engaged and kind of, I feel like, I I, str- I feel like you struggle with the same thing that I do that sometimes being online like kind of just makes you angry because people don't agree. <laughs> and it's just like... I'm trying to help the world if you just agree. If you just- <laughs> you just and like, can you all just please listen to me? Like, please. I have something important to say. Please. <laughs> 
so we want to talk about politics and dating in this episode. But first, um, why don't you kind of like explore what you do as a career and how you're enjoying that? Yes, yes. So I currently work at On The Line. And it's an, um, for those who don't know what All On The Line is, it's an organization started by President Obama and his former Attorney General, Eric Holder. And so we're working on the redistricting process, which is going on as we speak. Um, you, should, you should subscribe, go to allontheline.com, subscribe, get the emails that I write. Um, so from emails from President Obama to Eric Holder and just different surrogate um, senders that we have that promote um, advocacy work we do, or just if we're trying to fundraise so that way we can continue growing our movement. Um, I usually have my hand in all of those emails um, and writing them. So that has been really, really fun uh, and really great. And so I wanted to give a shout out to to two of the best co-workers ever, Ben and Tara, who have like prepared me for um, this and also who are just really, really helpful and you know, as someone who just um, re- like recently graduated, they like they really took me under their wings, and like I am just forever thankful. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! And you moved to DC after graduating, which is so cool. I hope to be on the East Coast one day, also. But <laughs> how like how is that? Like, because I when I worked in LA, like everyone was in enter, or it felt like everyone was in entertainment. So I'm sure DC is very much like that in terms of politics. How's that kind of been? It's been the absolute worst. Um, I'm like, <laughs> <to be> frank, <laughs> the absolute worst. Because when I moved back home for a few months, like in 2020, like amidst mm-hmm. the pandemic, it was like refreshing because. It wasn't like everyone you meet, like from the grocery, not obviously from the grocery because the grocery works at the grocery store, mm-hmm. but like anyone you would just like encounter um, worked in some part of politics or they just had their hand in politics in some way. And obviously at first it was really exciting and really, really nice. But then after a while, I was, after a while, I was like, okay, everyone's sort of more or less like me in a sense where they like are really really engaged and they really like politics and I just want something different like even my walks are like to the Lincoln Memorial which are which is really beautiful but like almost every part of my life in a way is like kind of consumed with politics (laughs) totally and I feel like I mean dating I'm sure is like When you're so politically engaged, which I mean, I'm someone who works in the media like my boyfriend does, too. So it's like we had to I mean, I know for me, how do I say this (laughs) without being mean to uh, anyone else? But it's just like I needed someone who has the same opinions of me as I do. Um, Just especially like the way we consume media, the way we consume like what politicians say and kind of what's going on. Um, so like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, how do you do you, cause you have such strong opinions on things because you're constantly working in it, constantly surrounding by it. How has that gone for you? Not the best or not <laughs> as I wish. <laughs> cause I think on paper and even just an abstract, you know, we want to be people who um, at least, especially with dating, who, are uh, more open-minded and can um, have a, you know, come together at the end of the day and have a grand old party. But I think sometimes uh, in reality, it doesn't work like that. And because Mm -hmm. politics is so like charged, sometimes just uh, something that's so small or what could seem small and the abstract is actually a really big deal, depending on how much you care about it, or just depending on how much insight you have on it, you know, Um, like there's some issues where I feel like I have just maybe more insight or more knowledgeable just because maybe I work in it or I just like 
read up on it. So I'm just going to care a little bit more versus someone who might maybe dismiss it or not see it as a big deal because not because they don't care, but maybe they just, you know, that's not their focus or their, um, that's not their specialty. Totally. Do you feel like there's, okay, I feel like like DC, my impression, and I mean, you could say the same about California, right? And this isn't the case, but it feels like these places are really progressive. And like, it would seem like a lot of the people that you encounter, but I'm also like, well, there's a lot of Republican politicians that people are working (laughs) for here too. So like, do you feel like people try to hide that they're Republican if they are? Like, how's that kind of go? Yeah, like a, a huge ongoing joke. And I don't know if it's the same in California but like if someone says they're moderate on hinge they're they are a Republican (laughs) it's true it's so true like you just don't want to say Republican because there's like you know um and progressive spaces like Mm -hmm. near California it's just going you're going to be like rejected and that is true um so I think (laughs) people do go with moderate but yeah so I I do think when I do see moderate like you know I do I do swipe left I Only because, too, it's like, okay, well, if you are Republican, I would rather you just own it, so then I can also swipe left. But I would have a little (laughs) bit more respect, so I could... (laughs) I would have a little bit more respect that you're being honest. Wait, have you ever dated a Republican in the past? No, I have not. I've lived with one, but I have not dated one. Wait, you lived with one? What was this? This was when I, like, first moved to D.C. Yeah, this was when I first moved to D.C. I've lived with one. Yeah, and I also lived with two or three, like, a couple. Yeah, so I've actually, like, lived with some. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, how was that? Because that was in D.C. How was that experience? I did not know about this. Yeah, no, no, no. That experience, um... It wasn't the best. <laughs> it, and I think it just kind of touches back to like at some point, you know, you can only because I think, you know, even if because I, I have Republican friends, too. And even when I look at my relationship with them, um, it's not like we're best friends or it's not like we're intertwined in every part mm-hmm. of our lives. So I think, of course, when you're like roommates with someone, depending on the dynamics of your roommate, like, let's say, possibly if you just like never saw them, or you don't mm-hmm. you interacted minimally, it could work. But I do think like, unfortunately, like, yeah, like, just take it out of politics, just two people who have like, completely different views on life, and they're like, coming together, like, sometimes mm-hmm. it could be, you know, there needs to be boundaries. And then sometimes even with boundaries, like, it just still doesn't work out. So wait, so is that <laughs> why you moved into a studio? Yeah. Of the Republic? <laughs> yes. Long story short. (laughs) Oh my god. I mean, it's just like this, like, it's always kind of been, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say because I wasn't always involved in politics my whole life it like like as engrossed in it as I am now but I feel like it just wasn't as divisive as it's been the past like four years and especially now oh 100 I feel like now it's just so like charged and I guess for good reason because the person who Trump is you know it's sort of just it just became it's just even harder to find common ground with someone who's politically different from you or seeing life different from you but then it's like Trump isn't just politically different. He's like rhetorically different. Like all mm-hmm. of he's like morally different. Everything, you know what I mean? It's just so many other mm-hmm. elements, past beliefs. So I think that just took it to like a whole new level of mm-hmm. like divisiveness. Uh, but yeah, 
<laughs> so bad. I mean, I know. Uh, I mean, we've talked about this a lot. You lost friendships because of different differing opinions. So, like, yeah, how, like how come it got to that point? Yeah, I blame the internet, of course. Yeah. I blame my mother. I was gonna, <laughs> where I'm like blaming the internet and like that damn phone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, because I think like social media, and that like that's why I deleted my Twitter. Who knows mm-hmm. if I'm back so don't hold me to it but I definitely (laughs) I definitely have no at least when I I would take breaks and then every time I took a break and came back it was like the patterns were a lot more noticeable Mm -hmm. and it just I think everyone in general is just more combative online than they are in person some people are like just as combative and like some people are actually worse and use that as an outlet but I think or less it's usually like people who usually aren't as combative are just way more combative online and I think, unfortunately, like, that sentiment, uh, like, usually it goes the other way, but then I feel like it goes, like, both ways sometimes, like, because they became more combative online, now they take that back into real life. So they mm-hmm. are also very combative in real life, not realizing that, you know, life is not just a series of tweets or not realizing, like, it's a series of, like, 240 characters or 100. What's the limit? I don't even know the limit. I, I don't even know anymore. I'm like... <laughs> Just gonna, I'm just gonna type the- till they make me stop. <laughs> negative, and like I create another thread, <laughs> and I wasn't finished. And so the other point, <laughs> literally, exactly. <laughs> no, oh my god, no, literally. And I think, at least in my specific case, it was because I was like a moderate. I think, like to some people, I'm a moderate. To some people, I'm like <laughs> the far left. To some people, I'm like a pain. It like really depends what you ask in my life. <laughs> but I <laughs> okay, I had to laugh so hard because you officially like deactivated your Twitter like a few days ago, and I feel like the last tweet I saw you do <laughs> was like. <laughs> You like someone posted something like people phone bank and think they're activists or something and you quote tweeted it and you were like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. I was like, I'm out of here. Oh I oh laughed so hard because then I feel like I tried to like message you something and I was like, oh, he's gone. <laughs> he was serious. He wasn't kidding. Okay, yes, I was specifically, I was mad about that, but I had seen just, like, a series and, like, a couple, I feel like these tweets always existed, but I think, like, Mm -hmm. when you take a break and you come back, just for some reason, you're just, like, a little bit more, like, oh, my God, like, I have been just sitting in this stew of, like, (laughs) negativity. (laughs) But I was like, all right, I'm out of here. (laughs) And I suppose, okay, I guess specifically, too, I was just, like, you know, some people, like, okay, one- that specific tweet, okay, for people who are listening, it said something like, oh, people, phone bank for three. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. Okay, so. <laughs> Me, I'm going to make a serious point about this. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So for everyone who's listening, there was a Twitter, there was a tweet on Twitter. <clears throat> for everyone who's listening, there was a tweet on <laughs> I was trying to help with editing. <laughs> okay, wait, I'm done. Oh my god! <laughs> and I was like, oh, I guess you can like cut tweet and Twitter, but it's gonna take so much. <laughs> no, 
You are the only one conscious of that, so I appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And start of cut. <laughs> <laughs> Why I thought that was gonna go over. I don't know. <laughs> that reminded me of like five, six, seven, eight, like in cheer. I was, I was like, okay, when she's listening back, she can hear start of cut. That's perfect. That's perfect. That was just too dramatic. <laughs> okay so for everyone who's listening there was a tweet on twitter that said pretty much that people will phone bank for (laughs) (laughs) i just beat a little (laughs) (laughs) oh that was perfect okay okay so people phone bank for three weeks and then call uh-huh. themselves an activist uh-huh. and i think why it bothered me so much to where i deleted my twitter was <laughs> i don't actually know anyone in real life who has phone bank for three hours and then call themselves an activist <laughs> <laughs> i guess it was, I was like, bothered me because i was like you're making up like imaginary enemies like <laughs> imaginary like person that being created in their head that like this common enemy like that like and it's not and that's not even like an enemy you know I'm like mm-hmm. yeah you may not think working in that space is productive but I don't think they're like a threat compared to like you know the, the people who cause the inequalities <laughs> right yeah so I was like okay there's so much infighting and I guess for someone who works in politics I mm-hmm. was just sort of like I, of course, just going to job, like, I love my job, of course, but, you know, we're working with politics and like, you know, anytime there's like a loss and, you know, of course, when there's a win, we celebrate, but when there's a loss, it does bother me, of course, because I'm like, if it was a win, you know, we would get closer to accomplishing our goals. So I think just seeing kind of, I think everyone in politics kind of has their role. You know, some people are better Mm -hmm. at legislating. Some people are better at being activists. Some people are better at leading groups. Some people are better at following. Some people are better at phone banking. You know, not Mm -hmm. everyone is supposed to be the leader. And so I just wish we all respected our our roles in making change. You know, not everyone is going to be um, Martin Luther King, you know, like everyone, but all of Martin Luther King's supporters that who like, you know, phone, or uh, they didn't phone bank. I don't even think the telephone was invented then. But you know, like the people who did (laughs) smaller things right sorry i know now i'm like i'm like what was invented who am i (laughs) we're in a pandemic oh my god we've been in a pandemic for almost a year now literally Um, i'm like what is anything i don't know my existence but it's cool (laughs) oh too real no i mean it's so true and it's just like i mean here we are on a podcast (laughs) laughing at people who say stuff like that but it's just like it's i feel like it's so divisive now like even within like 
political ideologies it's divisive and it's just like oh like people judge you for not being leftist enough or not or being too you know what I mean it's just like I I don't know it's it's a lot and it's like I wish there was a way to unite everyone on our side exactly and it's like okay if where the republicans like they are for all of what they are they are united at the very least Mm -hmm. um and so you know we have people who like agree on everything policy wise and like cannot get along and that totally bothers me like on so many levels because it's because it's like we i feel like okay when you look at issues in history it's usually like you know even if you take the work Martin Luther King did, it was like a lot of it was convincing people that these issues that like to get on their side and then mm-hmm. also to support what he's proposing. But I think right. right now we're sort of dealing with something a little, a little different in the sense that at least when you pull a lot of these ideas, they are popular and like, you don't have to kind of say them behind closed doors. You can go on the internet and kind of say it and you'll get like thousands and thousands of retweets because right. a lot of these issues are popular I think the problem is like, yeah, the uniting aspect, it's like everyone wants to sort of like has a different idea of how to go about it. And that is like what's stopping us, which is like unfortunate because it's like, you know, it's not that these ideas are unpopular or some of these Mm -hmm. ideas that people on the left want. It's just that we just keep like tripping over our own feet. Like totally. And I feel like a lot of things too, like, and this is me not as a political analyst in any way, but I feel like a lot of things, like, if you literally just sat people down and explained it, like, I feel like everyone would agree with a lot of things. Like, universal healthcare. I honestly think universal basic income too. Like, a lot of these things, if you didn't use, like, words necessarily, I mean words, but, like, you didn't use, like, kind of these tight pack things that explain what it is and instead, like, broadly like talked about it with someone I feel like just people would agree on so many things so many different things and I think some are insistent on using certain language mm-hmm. that we've tried several different several different times and that it's not resonating and I think if something isn't resonating you should try something different not mm-hmm. not in the sense that you should abandon the policy but just change up the way you message it because yeah if you just sort of sat people down and I mean, the, even when you said ba- like universal basic income, the mm-hmm. closest thing to universal basic income that we have is social security. And that mm-hmm. is something that's very, very popular. You know, it's a check that immediately goes to everyone that's a senior citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, I think framing matters and it's very, very important. And um, to ignore that reality um, is just, yeah, to ignore reality. There's like a multi-billion dollar business, you know, dedicated just toward marketing Um, That matters. How you message something and how you communicate it definitely matters. Totally. And I wonder if it's like, because I've noticed this a lot just with like local politicians that like really frustrate me, like um, San Diego's former mayor, Kevin Faulkner, and just like different people are like literally making these shady, quote unquote, shady tweets like towards, I don't know, Gavin Newsom or whoever. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, it, it it frustrates me that everyone's kind of because I feel like people see the success of what like AOC is doing on Twitter, for example, and every politician is trying to do stuff like that. So it's like, do you feel like we're moving more towards like these shortened communications? And that's kind of been like a huge problem in politics. A hundred and twenty five percent, I think, in the same breath, you know, I work in digital strategy. So, of course, I'm inclined to say that everything about digital work is like amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that is the caveat. I, I do think because of our emphasis in digital work, yeah, when you're in digital, you are 
yeah, you're trying to get your point across way quicker. And, you know, people who are really, really good at their job are really good at doing it. But there are just some things that you just can't shorten or that you shorten it and you take away the potency of it and you, you know, and you potentially uh, miscommunicate your ideas or you communicate your ideas in the short term, but in the long term, you've, you've done like a lot of damage to like discourse, of right. course, depending on the scale in which you're doing it on. But yeah, which is like, so it's good, you know, digital is a good way to reach communities and people that you've never been able to interact with. But at the same time, you know, it's almost like when you translate a language, you know, not every, not all words have the same meaning in each language. And I feel like that's like kind of it for digital. It's like when you try to communicate, like digital is like another language and they're just certain, they're just some, they're just some words aren't directly translatable or like some concepts aren't directly translatable. And it's almost sometimes like telephone at that point, right. you like, you change the message and then someone interprets it and then they kind of change that message too. Um, so yeah. Totally. <laughs> No, it's so true. And I remember like um, Obama faced a lot of contra or a lot of people were like coming at him a couple months ago because he said slogans like defund the police don't work. Mm-hmm. And like initially that annoyed me. Like initially I was like, oh God, <laughs> annoying, whatever. But then I'm like, I'm thinking about it. And it's like, it's kind of what you said, like everyone's interpreting things differently. It's like we hear defund the police and we're like, well, yeah, like they, there's so much money being spent on police entities across the yeah, country. Why would you have all of this money that, you know, some of it, a lot of it wasted, not even going totally. directly to keeping people safe, let alone, you know, what they're just like on the, yeah. Totally. And and then like maybe just, uh, I don't know, white woman living in Kansas is like, oh, well, the police protects me in my community. Like, why would we, I want to defund that just because they don't understand all the kind of implications that come with that. So it's like, you're right. But maybe if they were explained, like heard something like that in a longer form explainer kind of thing, it would appeal to them. No, exactly. Yeah, and that's why I was saying, like, I do think uh, some, uh, like, for one time in our history, um, we are kind of, like, on board with a lot of these different ideas. It's mm-hmm. not that I think if you explain to that woman in Can- this hypothetical woman in Kansas, right. yeah, I do think she would be like, oh, well, that makes sense. Why don't you agree with it? When I explained mm-hmm. it to my family members, they were all against it, too. And then I was like, well, no, it's because this is what, like, this is what they mean. And they were like, well, why did they just say that? Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's why it was like, I was just like, well, why don't you just kind of say, I mean, I get the, I get the, 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 the desire to keep um, certain phrasings, but I guess I've always just been like, sort of, you know, you can get across the same idea. Um, different. I mean, there's so many words in the English language. Right. <laughs> and I, we can just pick three different ones or like, I always am like, okay, if I can change the, the, the verbiage, but I can keep the grandness of the policy. Like, I think that's what changes lives. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess that is. Uh-huh. Totally. Right. Okay. Well, I want to get into because you are famously a Warren supporter. <laughs> so I kind of want to talk about that, like, especially around the time that kind of the primaries were going on. Did Me you like Warren? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you feel like you could have dated someone that didn't also wasn't also a Warren supporter like how is that by because I mean famously also you argue with Bernie supporters (laughs) that is those are conspiracy theories out to kick me down (laughs) that is the thing that we were talking about earlier in the podcast you're like I don't know him (laughs) I've never done it maybe once 
maybe once. <laughs> I know. Who's burning? Um, no, I think. <laughs> I think I, I. I don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know because I. I. I want to. Of course, we were when we were talking about it in the abstract. I think it sounds really nice, right. but I or like the idea sounds like, oh well, why wouldn't you? You know, if you really like someone. Um, mm-hmm. But then I think about it and like. And in, in the abstract, you think, uh, you know, you can come together despite your differences. But sometimes I think, I'm so sorry, we need to cut this out. But I just was like, I don't think I can like someone who's <laughs> But then I was like, that's a little device. <laughs> but then I was like, well, if you're not a Warren supporter, why would I like? That's what I almost said. <laughs> But honestly, like, if that's your truth, I feel it. Because I wanted to have you on to talk specifically about that because it's like mm-hmm. you're so heavily in everything you do because where you live, what what you do for work is so surrounded. You're so ingrained in, like, working in mm-hmm. politics. So it's like, I, like, I feel like you'd want someone who has a similar lifestyle and outlook on things. I don't know. No, no, I definitely agree. Um, so yeah, so I guess going back to could I date someone if they weren't a Warren supporter? I don't mm-hmm. know. I I think when it comes to dating, it's a little bit more intimate. Like I feel like, of course, I can have friends of the different political spectrum. I can right. have family members of the political spectrum. But right. then I, when it comes to dating, I think sometimes we think of people who date us as like our compliment or like. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes even like a mirror, not like they're they're exactly like us, but you know they're like an, another half of us. Right. So when I think of that, I'm like, oh well, I I think when it comes to politics, of course, like I'm so in, ingrained in it. I think yeah, I would I would be okay with them not liking Warren starting off, but if I made my pitch and they still sort of didn't like Warren, I'd be right. like, well, yeah. <laughs> why don't you like Warren? <laughs> Do you feel like your friends who are Warren supporters, you have like a different bond with than the friends that aren't? Like, do you feel like that's prominent in friendships? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Like, I just see it. And I like, okay, now that I like started, I started putting more boundaries. So I don't even know if this, you know, I can come back on the podcast and my opinion could be different. So don't mm-hmm. hold me to it, listeners. Um, But <laughs> I do think, you know, I do think it, it is a result of possibly lack of boundaries or it kind of like has seeped in every part of my life. Right. Um, but no, I noticed that like, yeah, I'm just gonna, we're just gonna bond over certain, you know, I think, uh, uh, you know, people are attracted to a certain candidate based on a lot of characteristics about themselves typically and like that just so happens to be um the case and the people that I meet or just because I really like Warren and all that she is like we just have so much to talk about like right off the bat (laughs) so totally no that makes sense what are okay what are like some of the qualities that you look for in when you're dating and that you feel like translate to like Warren supporters specifically (laughs) (laughs) Well, Warren has like a plan for everything. Mm-hmm. So someone who's responsible and also just like very uh, smart and just um, empathetic. I feel like mm-hmm. her policies not only just represent her detailedness, um, but but just that she had the ability just because she didn't understand, um, just because she didn't like walk through. So even though she didn't personally experience certain life experiences, she can mm-hmm. like learn about it and try to be empathetic enough um and just the fact that like she was calling for big structural change you know Mm -hmm. she realized that certain issues required to completely restructure um issues and so 
Yeah, it was big, it was bold, and it was like, um, it was unapologetic. And I think that's what I look for in a partner too, someone who knows who they are and is like unapologetic about it, but also like, you know, it's not just unapologetic for not just being unapologetic, but it's like, hey, I did all my research. If you have a different idea, I would love to see it, bring it to the table. Um, but it just knows who they are. So I guess, I don't know, the more I actually am talking back to you about it, I feel like I'm, it's like a therapy session. <laughs> I feel like I like that in me, but like, I've always said, I don't think I can date me. Like I couldn't mm. date me. <laughs> I mean, for multiple reasons, I can't date me, but I can date, like, (laughs) I I feel like I need, like, a compliment versus, like, a, like, like, the same energy on different levels. So it's, like, energy, but it's, like, exercise differently, if that makes sense. No, I think that so makes sense because like I think about I feel like I'm so annoying because I'm always like my boyfriend. <laughs> so I'm sorry, everyone. I feel like I've said that like five times. <laughs> but like I feel like um for me, like he and I, I feel like say play similar roles in life. Like I feel like in our friend groups, we're the people who like love to bring people together and kind of love to be like center of attention a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's like we play similar roles, but I feel like we're not the same person, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I, I like never realized like that was what I like wanted or needed. Do you feel like you've dated people who are similar to you in the past? Or do you think you've gone like opposites? I or think, I, think I, oh, and I guess for the situations I've had, I think I was going for compliment. Um, mm. But I think in reality, it was like opposite, um, right. which is why I don't think it like really worked. But yeah, I would, I've always said like, okay, I like, you know, my partner to be sort of a part of my life, but not mm-hmm. my life. Um, <clears throat> so I would like to, like, yeah, I think I would like to date my compliment. Someone who kind of plays this like similar roles, but totally. like exercises it a little differently than me. And I only think that's because I view myself as someone who's very fiery and passionate. So mm-hmm. I just like, don't see that as like a recipe for success. If someone was like just as fiery. <laughs> Okay, wait, this is gonna sound like a therapy session, but I genuinely am curious. Like, what roles do you think you play in life? Oh, oh my god. Okay, so uh, <laughs> that is like a therapy question. <laughs> I think, um, so I would say, okay, in life, I would say, um, and I guess because of my work, not that my work defines me, but I think right. uh, I define my work. Um, so the other way around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I, I care about, I, I wasn't I am involved in politics and you know mm-hmm. like I talk about my story in politics a lot and I do think it's just sort of been embedded in my life so I see myself as someone who like ignites change right. um so I think you know and even in that role of politics I you know I I do think there's people who write policy I do I definitely think there's people who are activists who are leaders who are kind of working behind the scenes um I just notice I am able to get people talking about different things um so I see myself as someone who just can ignite that at least get the conversation started (laughs) definitely and so you want someone who does the same in whatever capacity they do it yeah I would if I if someone was working in politics I would Mm -hmm. probably not want them to like be it's so weird I am trying to like this really is a therapy session (laughs) I was like I was like like, yeah I do and then I think about I'm like do I (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I guess in a partnership, I always look for like stability because I feel right. like for me, 
I like, I can provide stability, but it's like a different kind of stability. Like I feel like I, with my partner, I can get them to like be more confident and like believe in their dreams and like go out for what they want. But then I think for me, I need like a partner who kind of is like, Hey, you should think about that a little bit more or Mm. from this side, like this point of view, like, do you think you're being a little too naive when you like trust this, this, this person? Um, you need to be, maybe you should think a little bit more about why people are cautious going that, under, right. that direction. Almost someone who is like, not like who's pressing pause, but not to be like a buzzkill, but just right. to sort of only strengthen what I want to do. Um, yeah. And I guess I, when I think of someone, if someone was just like me, it'd be like, no, like, let's do it. Like, <laughs> we're gonna just go do it. Like I'm hyping each other up too much. <laughs> See, I feel it's funny because I feel like me and Jack like hype each other up a lot. So I don't know. I feel like that could be good for you too. Exactly. And that's why I kept being hesitant. I was like, that could be nice. But I feel like (laughs) I was like, there has to be like an adult in the room. (laughs) See, it's hard because I feel like for me, like my favorite friendships are people that like we hype each other up to. Like, I feel like you and I do that. Like, we're like, okay, let's like hyping each other. So it's just like, I don't know. I like that. But I could see how it could be different depending on the person too. And that's where I think I'm falling at. Like after this therapy session we just had, I think it's like, I do that. I think I'm like, I want someone who is like the same energy, but not in like a toxic way. I think right. that's what I probably wanted to say because I think, yeah, it can easily go off the rails where you're encouraging each other to do bad things. But if you're encouraging each other to like do really good things, it's totally. like, well, yeah, like. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. No, totally. Oh my gosh. Well, this was such a fun episode. Do you have any last words or stories or anything you want to share? Um. No stories um, other than you should date a Warren supporter because they're so amazing and they're so cute and so nice and so fun. <laughs> and their name is Jake Henry. <laughs> I know. I was like, is that you saying date me? <laughs> like, hey, everyone. I am single. <laughs> I am single. Reminder <laughs> to the listeners. <laughs> yes, everyone date Jake. That is the goal from this episode. <laughs> everyone's gonna like run for the hills (laughs) (laughs) and that is good for them (laughs) well thank you so so much for being on this has been another episode of dating or at least trying um everyone uh i guess by the time this episode comes out i'm gonna have where people can ask anonymous questions so that is coming look for it on my instagram and yeah well thank you so much for being a guest i am alex and today i was joined by Jake Henry, thank you for, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to be, <laughs> let's just end the 